I'm guessing. I'm guessing that the music, that uh, the, the show has started a little bit. If not yet, I hope you did get some of that funky dance moves. Everybody, welcome, welcome to this week's Issues Program. I'm Phil the Issues Guy from issuesprogram.com. This is an experiment. If you are watching this or if you're tuning into this later, because this is going to go right up on YouTube after we're done, and I'm going to try not to move as much because it can get pretty, I can try to make you sick. I'm not used to visually being here in front of you. I'm trying this Google Hangout thing live onto YouTube. I have the power, I have the capability to go onto YouTube. They gave me, they gave me that right. Even though I'm like, I'm an adult in my house wearing Batman onesies. Yeah, they're onesies, complete onesies. And they're letting me stream to you. Wow. Oh, God, but it's good to be here. I'm from issuesprogram.com. You can check out all my podcasts and news articles there. Welcome to this week's show. Let me turn down this music. But this week, I'm not alone. I'm not alone on this adventure this week, on this Valentine's Day. I needed someone that's connected to my heart. One of my oldest podcasting and video making friends. The, one, of the, one of the best video game writers out there in the world right now writing about games. The one and only and host of No Borders, No Race in the Boston Bass Brigade, King Baby Duck. Ladies and gentlemen, ladies and gentlemen, Thank here you. he is, here Thank he is, you. here he is. Oh, ladies and gentlemen, we have King Thank Baby you. Duck. How are you tonight, today? I'm doing very, very good today. Excellent. Yes, we As can. you can see here, I'm just relaxing in my home, and I got my little Poyo Poyo little cat from one of my favorite new anime series. Say hi, Poyo. Oh, that's so cute. That's so cute. Someone else wants to say hi. And this is Michelangelo. Hi. How is it going, dude? Totally. Good to be here today in this broadcast. I'm like totally psyched to say hi to King Baby Duck. Like totally. Uh, uh, Michael Bay. Well, doesn't really talk much. All he, he goes is, all, all he goes is um, blah, blah, yeah. Don't. That's all he really says. Are you sure that's Michelangelo? It looks a little bit redder here on the video. Because I, I thought, oh yeah, it's a nutshell. Yeah, it is. It is. It is Michelangelo. The uh, the video quality isn't isn't quite perfect. Uh, so uh, we're we're not we're dealing with technology that we're not positive with here, folks. So if there are some technical gaffes or everything's not quite up to snuff, we apologize on the live on the live moment. We are back up back up recording this, so we have plenty of uh, quality audio. And this web this podcast will be available on the website afterwards. So uh, so King and I are here today to talk to you about a lot of interesting stuff. But first off, how have you been, man? How's everything going over there at uh, the Bastard Studios? Um, you know, very very busy. I'm almost done uh, recording the next episode of No Borders No Race. I just gotta figure out a good like intro topic to discuss. You know, before I play the first song, because that's usually the hardest thing for me is to think of the intro. Like, what should I say? What should I talk about for the first like two or three minutes? Everything else is done. I mean, I've already got my friend Sawa Sensei with the new Nazo Nazo Nyango. Uh, she's got some very special plan for uh, post Valentine's Day thing, and um. We got some other really cool things coming up. Um, a, a review of the first new two new episodes of a great anime series called Squid Girl. Nice. And uh, I brought back for old times' sake the red carpet treatment from my WMWM Salem days. Excellent, excellent. And I am just goofy over here. Hey, hey, hey! I'm a clown. I'm sorry to scare you, baby. I know you're afraid of clouds, and that's not fair. Thank you, everybody. Thank you, audience. You're a wonderful audience. I just love you. Oh gosh! And uh, the King Baby Duck will be a major appearance, major 
uh, force this year in Anime Boston, and uh, look for him there. And uh, and it's going to be exciting. I I also issues program will, is proud to announce that we did get our press access to Anime Boston. I'm going to be in Puerto Rico leading right up to it, so I'm hoping to be able to make it one day. But uh, but that's really awesome. And and because of that, I'm going to make it my point this year, whether I go to Anime Boston or not. Make it my point this year to watch more anime and write a few articles a year about anime just to keep this in line because because it, it's anime boston seems like something i'd really want to do every couple of years but not necessarily something i'd be so ironclad to do every year you know like i need right, it like my right. blood like blood well, like it you, like it is for you it's your blood right right well if you want to if you want a good start here this character right here poyo poyo each episode is only three minutes long. There's Ooh. 52 episodes, and it'll take you just about like two hours to watch the whole thing. That's actually perfect. For, that's perfect for my attention span. I think. I think that is the that is that is very perfect. And I got to admit, I've been a little warm to it. I don't know if there's a cartoon series or something that goes with this. I assume there is uh, because I've been listening to John. John's been streaming a video game called Naruto, and I've yep. been watching him Naruto. do that. That that's yep a very classic anime. I will admit. Mm-hmm though that it kind of drags especially with it going so many episodes like there's like almost 500 episodes of the show oh it's one of those shows that just like keeps one going, of those shows keeps going and going and going and going and going uh. although it's supposed to end this year so uh fingers crossed on that one <laughs> <laughs> isn't it isn't that horrible when you get to a point with a franchise where where you love it so much that you that your only hope is that it will end Please end and stop doing this to us. Stop making us sad with what it's, you're doing to our like franchise. It's like The Simpsons. The Simpsons, man. No, absolutely. The Simpsons, man. Uh, that's one of those things that I... I can't even comment on the quality of The Simpsons episodes at this point in time. Because I have not... Every... every Two or three seasons, I give the first or second episode a shot, and then I stop watching. I this year, this was one of the years I made it my point to DVR the first couple of episodes of the season. I was like, I was like, it can't all be bad. It's got to be good somewhere along the lines, right? I but, will say that um, the episode where comic book guy actually gets married that was a good episode. There, there's a couple episodes I saw along the way that were moderately entertaining that I that I enjoyed, uh, but but I think they were all episodes a couple couple of seasons ago a couple of good bart versus lisa episodes that had some good peaks and valleys and stuff but for the most part the simpsons i agree with you you just wish that that show would end gracefully and like so many other shows i i I don't think it's ever gonna end gracefully it's gonna just like slip on one epic banana peel and then just (laughs) fall right on its face when it ends yeah that's horrible it's it's a horrible end to a show that 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 we all really loved you know what i mean it's uh it's it's tough it's very and it's weird because i know futurama just had its like second series finale and and to be honest with you, I wanted to see it just have one more season. Yeah. I feel like the way it ended, I mean, yes, it was an amazing ending. I just wanted to see one more thing. Maybe even like a Futurama movie because they've been talking about doing that for years. I mean, they did have those three movies that uh, that bridge the gap from from the end of the series when it first started to the point where the where the the new where they picked back up again. I have to admit and this is my this is me being completely honest, I love Futurama. It's one of my favorite cartoon series ever made and I watched the whole I- 
And I felt like when it came back to Comedy Central, the writing became a lot smarter. And the episode that really amazed me the most was when they when he kept going forward in time. And this is what I was about to say. And don't worry, you didn't mess anything up for me. I have watched the complete Futurama series from the very beginning uh, up until when the first went off the air. And then I watched the three movies. I have yet to watch. It's one of those shows I've been saving. And I've yet to watch the second, the back half of it. So I'm very, very excited to watch the back half of it. It is fantastic. Oh, good. I I, I can't wait. I mean, we live in an age where... Where I made this decision about a couple shows, I made a decision about Game of Thrones, and I broke and I broke my rule. That it's so easy access to get to a point where you can just uh, binge watch things that I feel almost that I have to let things build up because I hate that feeling of watching something week to week. It, it. I mean, I love it, but in certain types of programs, I just want to binge watch it. And I, I mean, I think Futurama is a show I could deal with watching week to week, but I never. But I just wanted to save it. Like I just wanted to keep it there to to be able to check it out later. That's why I'm waiting for the final six episodes of Breaking Bad to show up on Netflix. Because mm. once that happens, that's when I'm going to start the binge binge watch. Yeah, watch it, watch it all. Uh, Got to catch that all. Uh, the that was my biggest uh, my biggest prop. One of those shows that I had said to myself that no matter what, I was going to wait to watch that show. That and Game of Thrones. People kept telling me, oh, whatever, whatever. And I just tried to push it off, push it off, push it off. And then finally, I just broke down and watched all of Breaking Bad with season four. So I had to watch the whole last season, uh, episode to episode, and it was effing torture. So I I highly recommend what you're doing to just wait and just watch it in one big, long stint. I made the mistake with the TV show Sherlock Mm. with Benedict Cumberbatch and Martin Freeman. Because um, I I just got addicted to that show, because I waited I waited I saw that the first two seasons, which are like three 90 minute episodes, were on Netflix. So I decided, okay, I'll jump into it right now. Yeah. Now that I've seen like the third season, I'm like, now I want more. Yeah. But I know like that the way that Mofat like uh, does the show, it's not going to be for another two years before <laughs> I see series four. Yeah, and so it's now me try waiting for that to happen. There's certain shows like that, and it just becomes the most frustrating thing in the world to have to sit there and wait for those shows to come up over and over and over again and wait week to week and week to week. I hate that. And there's some shows like I could not even imagine having to do it. And not even that they're great shows, but there's uh, – what was it? Uh, I was I was thinking of like a show like even like Lost or something that – that I wasn't the biggest fan of of how it ended, but the way that the episodes are structured that th- just make you so crack house pissed at the end of the episode to be like, I need it, I need to get this next episode. It's just set to drive you the hell crazy, and and they're built for for the story structure. I mean, story structure in television has completely changed. If you watch some '80s programs and early '90s shows. Everything is in that one episode format that everything gets basically gets wrapped up in the episode. Now, every television show, even the ones that are masked by it, have like deeper, longer, drawn out storylines so that people can watch it in more clumps. Even a show like uh, Quantum Leap. I really love Quantum Leap. I go back and watch it and with the mindset I have now and. And you start ripping it apart, being like, "Oh wait, that doesn't match what happened two episodes ago. What's going on there? That you know, that's that. There's some mess. There's some weirdness there. I I can't, I can't deal with that." And 
that's not good. <laughs> Agreed. There, there's a certain there's a certain innocence about our, our entertainment that we lost. Every everyone's so analytical about what they're watching these days and looking for mistakes and looking for ways to go, hey, yeah, you messed that, you messed that up. And and I'm guilty of it too. I don't want to make it seem like, oh yeah, I'm on the high top of the mountain and I don't do it. I'm wrapped up in it too. Like I was just explaining, I do it with my favorite old show, Quantum Leap. I, the only show that holds up from the 80s is Growing Pains. <laughs> no, it's a, and that's just because of uh, Kirk Cameron as a hilarious comic figure. Yeah. Yeah, God. So, oh, uh, Kirk uh, Cameron. Oh, oh, I, I remember I was doing a uh, podcast a couple of years ago, and and it was it was weird. It was it was I titled the episode something about Kirk Cameron, and out of nowhere, I got this wonderful woman. I forget her name that just sent me all these private messages and like watched all my episodes and became a podcast fan because I trashed Kirk Cameron. She just had that big <laughs> of a problem with him. She 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 thought he was destroying the world. Oh, well, well, he is in some way, shape, or form, and he's destroying the mentality of people. Yeah, and, and she, was a, she was a devout uh, Catholic that was saying that, that he, was, he was bad for them, <laughs> that, he was, yeah. that he was putting off the wrong perspective that they wanted he's, to put he's off. He's the same as Fred Phelps. I mean, he's a terrible face of the Christian church, man. I'm a Christian, and I'm sick and tired of seeing these types of people, you know, screwing around and saying what's 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 wrong yeah i mean saying, saying things that they be, that they think is right and wrong and everything and it, it just pisses me off ultimately whether i or you are religious doesn't matter i it's what it comes down to and with christianity at its core should be about forgiveness and understanding and acceptance and all that sort of stuff it, absolutely it, and i totally agree with you on like whether that. i have you know whether i feel connected to religion or anything like that if if you talk to people that the 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 real Catholics out there. That's what they believe. And those are the ones I, I respect, even though I might not be able to see eye to eye with them on this perspective. The same with diehard Jews. I'm not the most hardcore Jew in the world, so I get a little crazy about that stuff too. And what's weird to me sometimes, and not going to get a total weird rant, is that is that the is Jewish females that are really ironclad Jews that are so like, oh yes, we need to follow Jewish customs. And I go, oh, follow Jewish customs. You'd be locked in the other room, separated in the room because you're not good enough for the men. I mean, that's ultimate hardcore Jewish customs. And you're like, oh yeah, blah, blah, blah. but whatever. I, but I think ultimately at its core, special, like just talking about uh, Christianity, not take taking a look at any other uh religion it is about understanding and forgiveness straight out that's yeah. that is the ultimate and it is what it is about and it's about acceptance and everything yep. you know that's why i feel blessed that not only do i have friends that are christian jewish atheist agnostic shinto Buddhist, ninja turtle muslim <laughs> ninja turtle i have friends of many different races of religions creeds and everything that's you know no borders no race man yeah exactly if you're a good person, I'll be your, I'll be friends with you. Yep, that, and that's that's kind of how I feel about it too. Uh, ultimately, and even on the opposite side of that, just to be, just to be, just to be clear, you know, even if you're a 
if you're a butthead, you can be a butthead of any race, creed, color, sexual orientation. I've met great people that are all those people. You know, that doesn't doesn't define whether they're a good person or a bad person. It's just exactly just part of what people they need are. To realize that you've got to ultimately be able to call anybody an asshole, and that's one of those things too. I think I think we are a little extra sensitive these days too. People are afraid to disagree and debate. I so many times I see people, oh, 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 and it's because of the message board board mentality of just going back and forth and being very, very attacky instead of actually having debates where people try to hear the other people's right. opinions. You, you know, as a video game reviewer too, I always feel guilty when someone sends me a video game to review that they have made and I have to tr- and I have to write bad things about now, it. Now, I feel guilty about it. Now, that's a question. That's an interesting question. I have, for whatever it's worth, the, 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 the things I've had the opportunity to review so far uh, from, get, from getting, you know, getting PR kits or whatever, getting getting certain things. I, I legitimately have enjoyed every single one of them. I fear for the opportunity to be in that situation. And I don't know how I'd react in that situation. I think I'd be somewhat panicked to write a bad review. I, I, I don't know. That isn't that isn't that kind of weird? That's how I <laughs> Yeah, well no, it isn't weird because you're new to all this stuff and and I felt the same way too. Like last year, like I have a great relationship with uh, Aubrey Norris over Deep Silver, and um, they sent me the game Dead Island Riptide. I loved the first Dead Island video game, but then when I played the second one, it's a pseudo sequel. They don't want to call it Dead Island Two. Mm-hmm. When I played Riptide, I I didn't like it as much as the first one, and I had to write a mediocre review. I think I gave it like a six point three out of ten, which is. Which is still, you know, anything above six is a game that I feel is playable. Yeah. But I still felt guilty about it. Yeah, I, I think I, I think I'd be that would keep me up nights a little bit. I'd be afraid that they'd never that they'd never send me another copy again. But I guess that's why you have uh, PR people doing being the middlemen in those situations because because they never, you know, you'll never actually deal with. It. I mean, most people want you to be honest unless they're. Unless they're paying you, giving you payload to write a certain kind of story or right. something. Same with same with Crunchyroll too. Every time I write to Keith over a Crunchyroll when I have to review a bad anime, that's one of the first things I mention. I'm like, just to let you know, this is a bad review. This is a <laughs> this is a I'm bashing this anime. He says, Oh no, no, don't worry about it. And he actually laughs at some of the things I say when I bash an anime. <laughs> No, and I guess I guess that's where you gotta you have to hope you can get to with good relationships with the people that you're working with, and ultimately knowing that you're the type of reporter that isn't going to bash something just to bash something, and what they're why they're giving you the copies to review or giving you uh, films to review is because they want your honest opinion as a reviewer. So they said so ultimately something's something's a turd, something's a turd. It's got to be called a turd. Yeah. Yeah. You can't it's, polish a turd. You can't polish a turd. Gold. I've tried. I've tried to polish a turd and turn it to gold, and it, it, shit doesn't work. Shit. No. <laughs> By the way, go crazy. Seriously, cra- I think that trombone is too mariachi. It is. There is. I expect a little Speedy Gonzales going, Lima, Lima, Andalanda, Lima, running around in circles and stuff. And I, I, I used to love the uh, the wacky races, but I feel like. I feel like we missed out. Oh my god, dude! It's it's amazing that you mentioned that because I was reading online uh, the guy who runs JList, which is a great Japanese like import website. Wacky Races is huge in Japan. Oh, is it? 
Is that I can yeah, imagine. In fact, um, what's his name? Uh, what's Dick Dasterly's little dog? Oh, I know who you're talking about. Yeah. Oh, I'm gonna the laugh he does. <laughs> a lot of anime series actually pay homage to that laugh. No, I, I, I guess I see that. Yeah, the the huffy laugh and stuff. The the uh, I, I used to love those. I always wished we got them in a more uh, Roger Rabbit sort of perspective, so you could have uh, the Marvel the the uh, the Warner Brothers characters in there, so we could finally get that race between Speedy Gonzales and the Roadrunner to see who wins that race. I mean, maybe it's been done somewhere, and I'm not and I'm well, not remembering it. Yeah, well, Roadrunner and Speedy Gonzales is WB. Is yeah, WB. Warner Brothers. Yeah. I think you might be thinking of how Hanna-Barbera was back No, but that's day. what I mean. What I mean was the wacky races were Hanna-Barbera. You got all the Hanna-Barbera characters in the wacky races. Oh, so you wanted to see a wacky crossover. racers and then Speedy Gonzales. Exactly. Like, gotcha. like, a, like a crossover wacky races where you had all the Warner Brothers characters in an Olympic sort of show off or have each one of them do some sort of version of the wacky races just to see Roadrunner versus Speedy Gonzalez. I want to say there's been some sort of thing like that somewhere where you see them running neck and neck, but I want a full out race like the hare versus the tortoise cartoon of a Speedy Gonzalez versus the Roadrunner thing. Just one on one, man to man, mono y mono. Some animators done it before. It's got to be out there somewhere. I want to find it. Yeah, you know, maybe some art school student was able to put it together. Let's hope. Let's hope let's hope something like yeah. that's happening. So so I want to transition into one of our first tale of uh, speaking of little characters, little video game characters that like that really mean a lot to you. It's interesting to me that that Nintendo uh, was was very much responsible for bringing the Disney characters to Japan and making them popular there through the Hanafuna cards and stuff. And yeah. It's it's just interesting to me that that uh, Star Wars characters, Nintendo character, I mean uh, Disney characters, and Nintendo characters as the characters alone have have equal amount of gravitas. Anyone that was uh, talking in recent weeks about oh yeah uh, Nintendo should partner with Disney, I've heard a lot of people mentioning that in passing. I think that's silly, and I don't think it makes sense for either company simply because the Nintendo characters on their own are their market. I would think it would make more sense for Nintendo to to think about maybe doing a small Nintendo theme park in the Orlando area or something like that. Uh, maybe, yeah, an actual Nintendo Land. An actual Nintendo Land or something like that wouldn't be – if they wanted to do some sort of partnership with that. And there's no reason why if they wanted to do the marketing end, then Nintendo can't do it themselves. Before we get into talking about what, what we're going to talk about today, the Nintendo Direct that was uh, yesterday, live yesterday, the one, one thing that – I guess I forgot about this because it's barely ever used. It's used a little bit in Pokemon Rumble U, and that's it as far as I know. It's not used in any other games. That the Wii U uh, pad also serves as a portal thing. I don't know what the technology is called. I don't have it in front of me. But similar to what Spyro, the Spyro games, the Skylanders games is, or Infinity, where where you can take characters and put them on the pad and then have them jump into the games and stuff. I thought the Skylander game worked with it on the Wii U. Oh, it does. It works with the. It works with it as well. Okay, so what I'm saying. No, 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 no. I'm asking. I thought it did. It, pr- or does it, it pro- have its own special portal. It probably does. I cannot confirm or deny that right now. I do know that the portal works with uh, Pokemon Rumble U, and and I, what I wonder, what I hope that what should have been a launch title is a full. And I know I'm speaking in. Uh, past presence you know talking about what should have but what they should rush out which seems like would be a no-brainer is an is a full-length nintendo lego or a subspace emissary 
a game themselves where they sell Nintendo action figures in stores and you just and you bring the different Nintendo action figures with the game like that would print money or a Pokemon MMO game that's built around that concept of collecting the characters people have been wanting in. Pokemon MMO for years now's the time and I'm still shocked that Nintendo still hasn't done that yet now's the time and with that technology you can you can get kids on two ends and have them buy toys. This is an idea that I heard that I'm stealing from somebody else. But another idea I heard was if they want to bring awareness to the virtual console, why not sell in-store action figures as virtual console download games? So say you go and get like a little Mario toy, put the Mario toy on the thing, and that's your download for Super Mario World or something. And and that's I know actually a great idea. I like that. I know I would go out and buy. I would I would personally get a collection of those. People would get into collecting the items. I think they need to whore out their characters. I, I'm not afraid to say that because they've never done that before, really. I mean, maybe they did it a well, little what, bit in the 80s. Then, what do you think about them, them like licensing their characters to other companies? This could lead to something like this. Yeah, uh, I mean, there's still the huge rumor. I mean, of course, Bowser was in it, but there's there's also the huge rumor that Mario is going to be a major character in Wreck-It Ralph 2. That that's potentially. And if that happens, then you know none of the other systems are gonna want to stream it like yeah. they did with Wreck-It Ralph, like because you know it's gonna be Mario one day. And you gotta wonder something else, which is really interesting that I just thought about that. There's probably going to be a Wreck-It Ralph the movie two video game that was gonna want to come out on multi platforms. And if Mario's a main character in the game, in the I mean in the movie, does that mean he will also be in the video game? So is that how we're gonna see Mario on a PlayStation Four or? xbox one through the wreck it ralph video game I, yeah I, that is that kind of weird does that mean we, we might see mario pop up in disney world because in the promotion of that uh, it's it, it brings a lot of weird things is this the time that nintendo does all this sort of thing and i also this is another thing i'm stealing from some some people but i also think nintendo needs to think about seriously purchasing some other companies not just having a partner uh, not just working dead center with sega Thinking about seriously, like using some of that backload of cash they have and buying companies like Sega and Capcom that could really use a uh, buyout here and keeping the companies intact, but just bringing them over as part of Nintendo. So that way, Street Fighter becomes a Nintendo game and, and bring Mega Man where he rightfully should be to Nintendo because Capcom bobbled Mega Man. I want to see what Nintendo designers can do with the Mega Man franchise. I think he could do great things. I mean, he was technically a Nintendo character to start off with. Remember, he was yep. in Captain N. And, and obviously, I think we we will see very soon a partnership with uh, Nintendo and Platinum Games. I think that I think that's coming, and I think the, the partnership with Namco is going to come too. I think those two are definites, but I'd really like them to look at Sega and Capcom. Capcom could use the money. They, I don't want to see Capcom go out of business, and Nintendo could save Capcom. They could. They really could. I mean, what else does Capcom have to offer outside of, you know, another crummy Resident Evil gamer? Because they basically have lost the trust of their fan base. Mm -hmm. And Nintendo could probably help fix that. And imagine if Resident Evil becomes Nintendo exclusive. Imagine if all these... Uh, imagine, all these if Street Fighter. imagine if Street Fighter becomes a Nintendo exclusive. That's how you bring people over to a system. You take risks like that. And say it's just a... Uh, 
uh, it would just it would be it would be truly amazing. I mean, I'm, we're living in Miss Cleo land here, and this is this is part of the equation to live in Miss Cleo land because right now it seems like everyone's coming up with oh ideas of what they should do. I, I'm talking about realistic ideas. I think we've talked about this before, and I talked about this with a couple other people online in Facebook. They really need to bring back the Nintendo World Championships and support yes. the support the streaming Absolutely. community. Support stream it right from the Nintendo website. Bring back speed runs on Mario games and then bring all the modern games, the Smash tournament, bring the Smash community into this. Bring them into it big time and bring back the Nintendo World Championships. It will be huge. You have Donkey Kong there too. Give me a freaking break. It's good. It would be amazing. Bring back a Nintendo Fusion tour. Go around, set up another music tour. Nintendo's highest grossing year was the last year that they ha- they did that tour. I I th- I was reading some of the notes from. Remember, the- they had a they had re um uh, re registered the trademark for Nintendo Fusion. So who knows if that's what's going to be. That's happening. what I that's what I'm thinking of, and that's everyone was thinking. Oh, new system. I'm thinking maybe they're thinking about launching the tour again because I've read something in in the translation of the Nintendo shareholders meeting that happened a couple of weeks ago where they talked about how their marketing strategy has always been in times of of growth that they were doing really well to put very little money into marketing and very little money into what's going on and in times of struggle to put put forth a lot of money that's why they have a big bank load of cash that's just sitting there they will and during the Wii's life cycle, they got into a, a and he said it in the meeting, Iowata said it, we got into a little bit of a lazy habit of not pushing our stuff. That's why you will see Nintendo back at E3 this year. Mark my words. They they will do a presentation at E3 this year to show off all the games in Smash Brothers and show a Zelda U trailer. You know it's coming this year. It, but... But and maybe do the Nintendo Fusion Tour. Put a lot more money into marketing. They should be marketing this off off TV play. They should try to find a freaking way to integrate Twitch into the Wii U to be able to do Twitch streaming from the Wii U. I, they should. I mean, it's possible, and they have the technology within it. I mean, if they can do the whole Skype thing with Wii U exactly. without even using Skype, exactly. Then, uh, Why not? They they have to embrace this. They have to. They have to. This is how you sell that system. And I'm not saying how Nintendo survives. Nintendo's going to survive no matter what. They're going to make another system. They're going to make a couple more systems. They're not going anywhere. All that ridiculosity needs to stop. They're not going anywhere. They're not going to turn into a licensed titles because you guys can't have it both ways. I I saw so much of this shit yesterday, and we're going to get into talking about yesterday, but with Bayonetta, where all these friggin' crazy Xbox and Sony people were freaking out. They were like, whoa, 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 wait a minute. What do you mean this is Wii U exclusive? We want to play this. Any chance of this coming over to our systems? This is bullshit. We don't want to get a Wii U. Nope, uh, buy a Wii U and we, play it. And dumbass. you know what they're saying? We, we don't want to get a Wii U because there's no games for us. But we want to play this game. Uh, what, uh, uh, that's the stupidest That's just the stupidest thing, thing I've ever heard ever. You need to encourage you need to encourage Platinum Games and Platinum Games doesn't care anyway. They Basically, what you don't understand, uh, fanboys out there, is that is that Sony and Sony and Microsoft both had their chance to get this game. They both said no. They went no. to both of them first. Platinum Games likes Nintendo. They like you know they never had a problem with Nintendo, but but because the sales wasn't 
sales were not too great for the first Bayonetta game. Or they, it was okay, but they just didn't have the balance to. Yeah, I think they sold like a million each on the system. Something like that, like not enough to to give them the kind of budget that they wanted to do for this Bayonetta two. And the game was in limbo, going nowhere, and about to die. And guess what? Nintendo came in out of nowhere, out of fucking nowhere, and said, "Hey, we even we know this game isn't us, but." We, we like you guys. You guys do good work. Do this. And hey, why don't you do another game for us, The Wonderful 101? And now you hear those guys from Platinum. They, they verbally get down on their hands and knees and, and Mega Maid, sir, she's gone from suck to blow. They talk so great about Nintendo. And Ubisoft still... Because, they give, because Nintendo gives them something that Sony and Microsoft don't even give their uh, developers creative freedom exactly and that's why if people that were listening a few minutes ago that were going oh god i don't want capcom or i don't want this company to be bought by nintendo nintendo isn't going to micromanage what they wanted what that's why i'm saying that if they can just fund some of these other companies to put out some great games and put together some good teams then that those are again realistic things they're going to do and Again, I'm I'm hoping for this, and I see it in the future. I I can see it in my Miss Cleo crystal ball. Here we go. I'm doing the crystal ball. No, 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 no. I see platinum games becoming part of Nintendo. I I just I for so whatever. Boop. Thank you, Swami. I see it happening because I just have a feeling that they enjoyed this process, and I I think most people that own a Wii U are going to buy Bayonetta two at least. At least a lot of the 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 more the more I, I just think that's going to be the a, older crowd the older crowd and I think when it comes down to it as much as people want to call and label the Wii U a kiddie system more people your age to my age have the system I think than kids do I don't think it's really caught yeah. on for kids because it's not. Because do you really want a kid flopping around with that pad? I don't want a kid poking into that or taking his dirty, disgusting hands and plapping it on the pad. I, I mean, I don't want that. I wouldn't want to. Sh- wouldn't let my little cousin use that thing. I mean, I'll give him a 2DS <laughs> if I want him yeah. to play a game, you know? <laughs> they need to make the 2D Wii U or whatever. Okay, so let's get to this. There was Yesterday was, uh, I could talk about the Miss Cleo stuff all we want. But I think, again, to close the topic, I think a couple of easy things to help sales within the the market and what i'm talking about is and i said this to somebody yesterday i don't know if nintendo has any title bayonetta 2 might do it to a certain extent and but i don't think it has any title that's going to bring unless that's going to bring people over to buy i don't think it's going to become a bit like the thing anymore i just think what nintendo needs to really concentrate on what they're going to hope for is that they break even on the system and the people that do believe in it and are going to play it are going to get some very amazing gaming experiences i don't think i think it's going to be very hard for them to get that one title that pushes the system that being said the 3ds uh install base is a lot bigger than the Wii U install base. And I think the Wii U could at least get everybody that has a 3DS could uh, could potentially be a Wii U owner. And I think if they got to that point, it would be pretty be decent. It would be con- they consider it a win in some ways. And I think that comes with here it comes again guys, Pokémon, Pokémon, Pokémon. Pokémon Pokémon Stadium 2, 3 or whatever it is. Pokémon Stadium 3. Pokemon MMO, Nintendo action figures, and a Nintendo uh, subspace emissary game into itself. 
Remember, they did all this stuff in the 80s, even going so far as doing the tasty Nintendo cereal. Mm -hmm. Why can't Nintendo do this again? Exactly. Market the hell out. And just keep keep money going into that siphon of the bank load of the cash. Keep it coming in. Keep it coming in. And it will make it will just keep allowing them to do the things they do because when it comes down to it, I'm going to get a PS4 or an Xbox One. I'm obviously... If you know, I'm go- I'm gonna get a PS4 if, if at some want, point. In time. If you want my honest opinion right now, PlayStation 4 is much better, and here's why: is if you got the PlayStation Plus, especially all the free games you get. Absolutely, no. Like, I, right now, I've 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 been attempting to play the video game Outlast, but it's been scaring the <laughs> shit out of me so much that I can't play it by myself. It's a, it's a scary game. I was watching someone stream it the other night. It's 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 very 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 frightening. Ooh, I disappeared for a second there for some reason. I think I'm still here, but uh, visually, yeah, your your face like like froze. Yeah, my my camera went out. I think because I opened up a window for a second, so my cam my camera is disappearing for a second here, folks. So if you're watching the visual feed, you get to see cartoon Phil blinking instead. I'm sure everything will everything will correct itself in a moment here. My, okay. Oh, my camera! For whatever reason, because I went, I went off. The camera turned off for a second, but okay. So turn camera on. Turn camera on. There we go. Let's see. We. What's been amazing though is is that we've gone this far, forty minutes into the show here, and this is our first technical difficulty. Let me switch over to Evan while I figure out figure out what's going on here. Camera off. Did not work. Hmm. That is strange. That is strange. It's not turning me back on. Turn me back on, damn it. This part will be cut out of the audio broadcast. So if you're watching the video broadcast, you have a very special, very special touch. Yeah. So I guess for whatever reason, it's it's going to need to catch up and and uh, hopefully I'll come on at some point here. So other than that, we will uh, we'll just keep going and I will be a okay. car- I'll be a cartoon and you will be you will be real. You'll be a real boy. Right. So here, I'm gonna be a real boy. Yes, and I'm Cartoon Phil. Hi, everybody. I'm Cartoon Phil. So this week was, or yesterday was, the Nintendo Direct, the first Direct of the year, and it is very. It was very interesting. It was a very good Nintendo Direct, and and I have to say, I'm sorry. I'm getting distracted by trying to figure out my my uh, camera issues, and. Yeah, fuck it. So, so they started off the Nintendo Direct yesterday with a very interesting announcement, and this was an announcement that I have been waiting for for a very long time. This is the one that I, that I wanted back in the in in the last Smash Brothers game. They announced that joining the Smash Brothers crew will be none other than Little Mac from the Punch Out series. That's right. Yes. Little Mac is now, coming now back. Now I can't decide whether or not which one I want to play more as Mega Man or Little Mac. Yeah, that is awesome. I mean, those are two of the two really awesome characters that I can hardly wait to play as that I feel like should have been in should have been Smash Brothers characters to begin with. Uh, I think I think Mega Man and Samus Aran. Uh, I'm not Samus. Uh, God, he's the one person that's missing from it. Uh, Simon Belmont. I, I think he's. Whoa. I think he is now the one missing character that you need from Smash Brothers. I think if everything else is perfect, it, and if they could somehow get Konami to license out, 
Simon Belmont, that would be something special. Hey, uh, remember last time they licensed out uh, Solid Snake? So yep. you never know. Yeah, and I hope Snake makes a return, and I hope that uh, they, he brings Samus with him. I think that would be that would be really you mean awesome. Simon. Uh, Simon, yeah, I keep calling him Samus, but you know, you know what I mean. Yeah, I do. I totally do. You people, you people know what I mean. Oh, I gotta close up this YouTube. Really, I can't believe that I did that. I can't believe I screwed this up that much. That I uh, that I messed up my uh, my camera angle here. That I uh, that that I now I'm just a black dot. Now my picture is not even coming in, coming in. It's weird. No, my, no, I still see your picture. Oh, you still see my picture? For whatever reason, every once in a while when it switches over to me, it, like I all I see is all I see is a magic black dot. I, I think ultimately what happened was I went down to the recording to check to make sure the audio recording was still going. And when I came back up, the it disabled the camera for whatever reason and, and, and hasn't been able to go back on since. So, OK, mag, hmm. magic technology isn't working. Oh, I, I, I have an idea. I have an idea. Let me see. Let me see if I can if I, if the camera works. No. And it doesn't. God damn it. Let's see if I can put this up. Oh, yeah, and here I am. This is me right now. Chubby Jesus is back. <laughs> Chubby Christ is back, and especially on camera. So, yeah, Little Mac finally got announced to join the uh, join the crew on Smash Brothers, and I think this is awesome. They also came out and made it a point to say Smash Brothers in 2014, which I think I think that's awesome. I, I think... It, it sets up 2014, and we'll get to it in a second here, as a very good year for Nintendo. I figure that Smash Brothers, I was talking about this with somebody on on uh, maybe the Couchmaster on one of my last podcasts. I assume that Smash Brothers, the soonest that we're going to see it is October, November. I think, I think that's, that's the soonest we could expect it. Now, here's my question for you. Do you think it is at all possible that, you know, after the game is released that Nintendo will go back and add more characters and stages as, like, DLC. Um, I absolutely think I'm back. Hi, everybody. I'm visually back. I just had to reset the camera. Anyways, I think that is a possibility, especially, I think, adding stages and stuff. I, I would say it would be a definite possibility if anyone was working on the game except for a Sakurai. I don't think Sakurai will be would necessarily be cool with that. I, I want to say that he's a traditionalist in the sense that doesn't want to make people pay for extra. but And he sort of has very strong opinions about certain things. So I don't know. Well, who but, said it had to be paid DLC? It could be free DLC. If it's free DLC, I could totally see that happening. I just, again, I think that they want to avoid... Any free, any anything somewhat free to play ish thing. So I, it would be surprised. I would be surprised if they did any paid DLC for it. That's just me. I I don't. But but I could see them doing something like character downloads for free, like additions, upgrades to the game, things like that. What I really do hope, and I mentioned it before. I hope that it's not just lip service and Sakurai's not making the same mistake he made with Brawl and really embraces the Melee community and has looked at all the cool stuff that was done with Project M and realizing that there are people out there that are so passionate about Smash Brothers that they go into the new game and, and they hack it. And not just a normal hack that everyone hacks everything, but a, a ROM that uh, that 
create so much buzz that they that they have it join Apex 2014 to be as one of the games played there in Project M instead of Brawl. I mean, they need to look at that and make this game a competitive marvel as well as yes. a, a game for everybody, just like Melee was and just like 64 was to that point. Brawl lacks some of the heart, and especially if you um, if you play Project M comparative to Brawl, it's 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 like night and day, and they really you really see what what was wrong with Brawl. Not to mention Brawl. You see, I've, I've yet to try out Project M. Do you have Project? Yeah, M I do yourself? have. I do have it. Well, we'll have to set up sometime so we both can check it out. And uh, and it's it's real. It's a lot of fun. And to me, this is the best analogy that Brawl works. But what they did was make. It's almost like for hockey fans is the best example, or soccer fans. There are certain soccer teams or hockey teams that they win. But they win really boring. They do really boring things to like they stall. Uh, they instead of like trying to score, they play over defense and they over hit and try to try to not keep to win by one nothing. They they bring it so it's like kind of boring and that's what brawl is. It's it's functional yeah. but it's boring to watch. Whereas melee, you see people flying all over the screen and going crazy and it's just such a great visual game. It's one of people's uh, favorite games ever to watch. So here's here's a here's here's a cool here's a crazy idea. What if what if the guys who are making the new Smash Brothers for the Wii U version because I know it'd probably be impossible with the 3DS version. What if they implemented a a a, a special, you know, add-on to it or something that's right then and there where you can actually showcase your online matches to people. That, have your own have, have Nintendo makes its own like Twitch specifically for smash brothers that that would be awesome they did there is precedent for that because in the in the brawl online version they did have spectator mode so that was one of the few cool features that that it had so it's not with it without the stream of possibility no pun intended what i think is maybe if nintendo doesn't want to embrace stream embrace twitch or embrace that as an app doing an add-on or doing a downloadable app on the Wii uh, on the Wii U shop to on the eShop to be able to do uh, Twitch streaming for your Wii or to embrace this video game community. The, Nintendo should I I mean I know this is probably a big stretch, but Nintendo should create their own streaming server. I mean it kind of touches upon what you said, similar to the what they do with the Miiverse of creating their own their their own social uh, social network to an extent, which Maybe, is a, which is an amazing social network. It is. It's, it's something I feel like more websites should actually implement. Imagine if they allowed you to if they implemented a streaming from your me from your uh, from your from your Miiverse page option that you could stream your Wii U content on your Miiverse page since they now opened up Miiverse for online. So anyone can go check out the Miiverse online now. So they, oh, yeah, they allowed yeah. you to, uh, they just implemented some sort of streaming service partnered with live stream or something like that to, to implement that kind of, that kind of service into the into the site so you so that the landing point was a Nintendo site and they could do hardcore moderation if they wanted to make sure people didn't say naughty words or whatever who know, whoever knows whatever they want to do but they need to embrace the streaming community on some level and i think if they don't want to they don't want to do it outwardly by you know say say talking to twitch and being like create an app for the Wii U please and and i really do believe they could excuse me they could do it pretty easily i don't I don't buy, I don't think any of the problems that the Wii U has, excuse me again, is because of its lack of power. I, I know a lot of people like to just bring that up because, oh, 
you lack a power. I don't think, again, I don't think any of the Wii U's lack of successes or any issues are because of lack of power. You look at Bayonetta, you look at X, or you look at Mario Kart, which looks at a, like a live freaking Pixar game that you're watching. You look at that oh, stuff yeah. and you tell in Super Mario World 3D, 3D World. And you tell me those games don't look beautiful. They look freaking... It's beautiful enough. I'm sorry. I don't... You know, like, again, have, didn't we get through this in the... Where do you go from there? That's the question but, when it comes but, to those characters. I just think we're retreading water. Didn't we get through this in the Bit Wars and we realize that power doesn't equal a quality game? I'm not saying that the other systems don't have quality games and I'm not saying that... Nintendo doesn't make mistakes, but I th I think all of their mistakes can be lined up to marketing blunders with the Wii U, right down to right down to the branding it with the Wii name. I know some people think that was a good idea. I think it was a piss poor idea, not naming the system something else. I've had people come into my house and look at the pad, look at the pad, and go, "Oh, it's the Wii U," and then they look at the black thing behind my TV that looks like a VCR and going, "What the hell is that thing?" And I go, "That's the Wii U. I thought that was the Wii U." And it, I mean, it, it's confusing. I've been in Game Stops where parents come in and go, oh, I want to get that new Wii for their, my kid. And goes, and the, the GameStop employee goes, Wii U? No, the Wii. It's new. It's got that new Mario game on it. Oh, you mean the Wii U? No, no, they said Wii. And selling Wii. Hence why, and I wrote an article about this on issuesprogram.com, why Nintendo of America dropped the ball by continuing to sell Wiis during the holiday season. I think they should have ripped Agreed. them off the shelves. Ripped those bad boys off the shelves quickly. Do not continue to sell them. Do what Nintendo of Japan did. Rip them off the shelves. It would have helped. And uh, and I think it did help a little bit. I mean, they saw a little sales bump in the holiday season just, just having been, having more on the shelves than the Xbox uh, Xbox one in the in the PlayStation 4. But I think I, I think the number one thing if Nintendo realistically wants to bring outsiders into their system is something like a, the free streaming app, uh, a free uh, a twitch app on the or some sort of streaming service and advertise the fact that your online system actually can work now. And they, they did kind of in the Nintendo Direct yesterday. And they, Sakurai made passing reference to something like, ooh, uh, make sure when you're playing this game, go to the leaderboard and see your leaderboard stuff. It might have been for a 3DS game, but the fact that you even heard those words, leaderboard coming out of Sakurai's mouth for an online leaderboard, it like felt weird and wrong, but in a good way. Like, like oh my God, does this mean that we might actually get a legitimate Smash Brothers online I think he might system. Have been talking about the Donkey Kong game. Was he talking about the like like put up I your think, best scores no, I and think stuff? It was that. So that is an awesome direction to go. I think the online system works great. They should be advertising and glorifying their off TV play even for streamers. I I like to stream uh, on the Couch Masters page on Twitch and and I can stream live onto Twitch while my girlfriend watches something else on television using the Wii U pad because the video signal goes right into my computer. So I don't have to actually watch on the TV. I can stream from the pad, which is freaking awesome for people. Like imagine a commercial where a guy's like, oh, I want to I want to play. I want like a teenage guy or a 25 year old guy or something like that. I want to play video games, but I want to watch chopped well i want to play video and i want to watch chopped well we both can do it dun, 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 dun. you know something like that so i mean i'm not really digging into it but you know a commercial like right. that advertising the not the community family aspects of it advertise the damn pad and the off television play advertise the fact that you can do the spyro thing or the skylanders thing with with it that's what i'm saying get put on a nintendo game that you can do that or oh buy buy uh the game your game boy advance games with a nintendo action figure you know so, uh, some sort of stuff like that to 
to advertise, but again, just before I move on, I'm sorry, I, I can talk about Nintendo all day. The the Twitch thing and having like free online service, which they're the only ones that have a complete free online service. And if they end up having it work, advertise that your online service is free and you can stream matches of Street Fighter with your friends. Again, go to the cap by Capcom. Play your friends live one-on-one on Street Fighter without paying a cent, you know, only on the Nintendo Wii. You know, little things like that are going to bring casuals in that can be like, oh, I can do that on a Nintendo system? Wow, Nintendo doesn't hate streamers in the competitive gaming community that pushes things from the grassroots means, and that's what happens, and that's what's happening with the Wii U. It's complete failure of marketing, not because of the system specs, guys, not because... Not because of uh, the new Final Fantasy game isn't going to be on the system because because they don't want to they don't want to make a version for the Wii U. It's not because it can't run on the Wii U. All these games that are getting canceled isn't aren't because they cannot run on the goddamn Wii U. You're stupid if you they think that. They can run no problem. Yeah, they can run no problem. There, it's got a different kind of graphic processor that I was reading all about, and I don't have it in front of me. I really should, but it's it's not underpowered it's just powered and processed in different ways and i know it sounds like a fanboy thing but it's not because i because because I, I just trashed them for their marketing their marketing's been plain freaking stupid but but i don't think but i love the hardware and i love the software that's come out so far and i think the nintendo fans are going to be happy i love the concept of rewarding people that are good customers i think an ambassador program of some sort needs to happen for the wii u i don't know where it need what exactly it needs to be but it needs to happen so <clears throat> let's Especially get for people like you and I who like bought it like on day bought it on launch. Yeah, we should get we should be getting something. And I know it's like oh, we, you, you can't always expect any, something, but no, we should we actually should be getting something. So a lot of other things. Let's talk about. I separated things more into uh, instead of order. I separated into Wii U news, in uh, eShop news, and 3DS news. So I'm gonna I mentioned the Punch Out thing, but I'm gonna start with with uh, Nintendo eShop 3DS news and the 3DS stuff, um, just to get the 3DS stuff out of the way before I get onto Wii U. Simply because that seemed like what the... Because <laughs> exactly what we're doing right here is what Nintendo did in the press conference. They started off with Smash Brothers, then they didn't mention Wii U till the very end of it. They, they, ju- they just talked about 3DS, what seemed like like uh, three quarters of the uh, press conference, which is great. I mean, a lot of good stuff's coming to the 3DS, but they definitely... they they told you what you wanted to hear at the beginning and then and then they killed you at the end with those with like bam 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 with one two three for three amazing trailers for the wii u but but right now uh right now in your 3ds you can get a game called steel diver sub wars which kind of controls what looks like a uh, first person shooter game underwater it's kind of we- it's really cool it's kind of weird, though. It is cool. I haven't checked it out. I haven't downloaded it yet. It looks really, really cool. And it's setting up the first of a weird kind of thing for Nintendo that's doing a little bit of a free-to-play strategy, which is a little strange. I don't know how I feel about this one. I like the other model better when we get to the baseball game. Uh, this one, I this model's a little bit too close to pay-to-win style. That's It freaks me out a little bit because it seems like 
They're not giving you a demo version. They're giving you the real version. It's like that game World of T or Tanks, Tanks, Tanks that you can get for the Wii U. You can play the normal version with people that have the souped up tanks, but you can only pay to soup up your tanks. I don't know if there's anything you can do in game to be able to upgrade your tanks yet. Like I haven't dug into it, but that's my, it looks really cool. The game itself looks really cool. Yeah. I just don't want to see Nintendo. I, Cause I just really don't like that pay to win strategy of gaming, but that, I mean, that's just, you know, the MMO fan in me that like hates that pay to win stuff. Right. Right. But the, absolutely. And I'm not a big fan of it either. I think it's a really stupid model. Yeah. Yeah. And it seems like, it seems like what Nintendo is doing with this different, with these eShop titles is they're experimenting with a few things. They're experimenting with different pay options that they can do. And they're also experimenting with bringing a lot of very, uh, very, very positively received and high quality Japanese games to the American market and putting them on the eShop instead of putting them out as real releases. I think Project Rainfall was a great thing in many ways. Not because so many people got to play Xenoblade because at the point that Xenoblade came out was so far into the Wii, Wii, the Wii cycle that that everyone had jumped ship except for some of the hardcore Nintendo people. And even the hardcore Nintendo people had already sort of jumped ship from the, uh, from the Wii at that point. And uh, so not a lot of people had a chance to play Xenoblade. But, but because of the success of that whole program, Nintendo's been much more open for for localizing Next. Japanese games. It, and they've been Jap localizing them on, as eShop games. One of them is... Uh, you might pronounce this a lot better than me. The eleven game in in Zuma. In Zuma eleven. In Zuma eleven. Which um, I just got sent a copy of. Oh, awesome! Okay, so you need to <laughs> report back in a couple of weeks uh, uh, about yes. all that game because I that game looks insane and I want to play it like tomorrow. Well, here's the thing: Inazuma Eleven is huge in Japan. That's like because it's a big soccer anime that a lot. It it, it I can't really describe how big of a show it is, but let me put it to you this way: it's big in Japan and it's big all throughout Europe where soccer is popular. So is it kind of like Shaolin Soccer the video game? Is it a little that vibe? Yeah, it is Shaolin Soccer the video game. That's Interesting. the best way to describe it. Interesting. So I am really excited for that game and I'm excited to read King's review. And for, and for us to finally get this in America. Yep. And, and, and it's, it's exciting. And th this game specifically and another game we're going to mention in a couple other games we're going to mention in a second or two other games that uh, getting this localization in America is huge and they were they were hugely I know I'm using huge twice but they were extremely successful in Japan and they're and being localized to America and that game uh, is 1999 it's also available for download today and I forgot to mention that uh, Steel Diver Sub Wars if you want to buy the full game that is 999 and there's also a free demo I do not know if there is a free demo for uh, for the 11 game uh, but I hope they come up with a demo at some point so I can check it out before I have a chance to buy it. Anyways, uh, the next game that they showed off for the 3DS, I'm not going to talk too much about, is the Pokemon Battle uh, Trozy or whatever it's called. It it looks interesting. There is some connection between X and Y in this game. I couldn't quite follow what was going on, what uh, Sakurai was saying there, whether it go which way it goes, whether you collect Pokemon in this that you can use in X and Y or you can use your X and Y Pokemon in this. I... I couldn't quite follow where they were going with it, but Pokemon, and it looks like a puzzle, sort of, like one of those mindless uh, 
mindless Facebook uh, hand uh, mobile games. It looked like things. Candy Crush Saga. It did look like a Candy Crush Saga Pokemon, which my girlfriend, once I told her that, jumped up and down and screamed and can't wait because she's a true gamer, but she also plays Candy Crush. So, so two of her favorite things, Pokemon and Candy Crush coming together, uh, literally shit flew, flew out her ass and she flew up through the ceiling of the building and, and went crazy. Okay, here comes another one of these games that we were talking about that was hugely successful somewhere else. And... I think everybody that did not know that this game was successful somewhere else or knew nothing about this game, when they first announced this, I think, I, I, I want to say, following this on Twitter and people's response in the chat room, there was a collective eye roll. But the more you read about this game, the more this look game looks amazing. That's Rusty's Real Deal Baseball. Now, it's about an ex-pro baseball player named Rusty Slugger, and he's broke with 10 puppies to feed. So he offers a very, various variety, I'm sorry, variety of baseball mini-games for sale, themed around the simple, simple pleasures of baseball. Players can bat, pitch, catch, and even umpire. The initial software contains part of a mini, uh, the first mini-game is free. Now, this is a great model, another free-to-play model, but much better, that you can buy, you, get, you download the game, and you get one of the mini-games for free. But players can purchase additional mini games in a very unique way by haggling to lower real world prices in a downloadable game. Now, the games start off as $4 a game. And then you when you're playing the mini games, you collect donuts and you collect other sorts of little power ups and money and other sorts of things. And you use those things to bribe and also... I guess it's a little bit of a conversation tree thing, like a Mass Effect conversation tree thing. And you haggle with the ex-baseball player, try to get the real-world prices to go down. And they wouldn't show you what the prices can go down to. But from what I was hearing from somebody that has the, the Japanese version, uh, the imp- an imported Japanese version, uh, they, they got the games all the way down to like 75 cents or $1.25 in some cases. So That's not bad. No, that's not bad at all all and and i guess these mini games are really fun they're not like the greatest games of all time but they are high quality mini games that are definitely worth the four dollars so the fact that you can haggle them down and you have this potential ability to be able to do that in game is really awesome so i I think that's in speaking of the free-to-play model i think that's a much better model doing something like that where you give them a free game and then you have to pay to get upgrades but can have some sort of control in the real world that's just an interesting concept and if they continue with that concept along and other things i think that i think that's an interesting thing to to play play with and the last eShop game that they talked about was another game that's huge uh, overseas and that's weapon shop diomase i believe it's called and yeah, I'm gonna, uh, Evan. I'm gonna quickly uh, hang up on you and then uh, call you right back, just because you have some. Uh, I think we just need to re- reconnect for a second here. Okay. Okay. The, the audio. You sound like Kathleen Turner. Oh, oh, oh! Hold on. Let me try. Let me try something. Try something. Um, One second. Oh, boom, boom, boom. How's this, how's this sound? Uh, you still sound Kathleen Turner. Let me let me hang up and call you right back. Yeah, yeah. Hold on. Okay, we're hanging up on. No, we don't want to end the broadcast. Continue the broadcast. I want to let's let's right click on Evan and bring him down, and we're gonna eject Evan from right now. Sorry, Evan. We're gonna eject him. Goodbye. Do you also do you also want to block the user? No. I could have easily put put yes twice right there. Let me invite him. Right back in here, folks, to do the end of the show here. Invite back in. 
here we go let's see so yeah so the, the weapon shop which is more of like a rhythm type game that is set up in a very interesting way it's the it's a rhythm type game that you are a owner of a weapon shop and as the owner of a weapon shop uh different heroes that are on missions they come to try to uh to try to to try to uh to give you weapons to work on. And while you're working on the weapons, you tap along in the rhythm games and the different ways you tap allow you to, to allow you to work on, uh, to, to get more points. And it's supposed to be kind of funny game. It, it looks very interesting. It looks humorous. It looks fun. And let me try one more time to invite Evan. Cause it doesn't seem to be working. Invite you man. Invite invitation. Come on in, come on into the conversation, buddy. Hopefully that will work. We'll get Evan back in here ASAP. Just had a disconnect. Sometimes sometimes with uh, Skype calls or other free voice services like this, it becomes very difficult to, to keep the consistency the longer you go. And then you get to a point where you need to, <laughs> where you need to reset and re-add people. Let me, let me type to him on... He's been blocked? They blocked you? What the hell? You're blocked? How do I unblock you? That's weak. No, I don't like that. No, I'm gonna... There, we've got to find a way to unblock you. How do I unblock you? Okay, we're gonna, we're gonna figure this out. We're gonna figure this damn thing out. Let me see. Because don't want to miss anything good. So I was talking about the weapon shop thing. Domase, which is another eShop title. It is kind of a rhythm game, but it is another game that was very popular before. It's set up in an interesting way, similar to there was a Final Fantasy game like this on the Wii eShop where you played like a shop owner or you played like the king that got wealthy off everybody that was doing the missions, but you didn't actually do the missions. And it's similar to that. You're a guy working on weapons. It looks pretty cool. Yeah. Uh, also for the 3DS, Monster Hunter 4 got announced that will be uh, in that will be in America in 2015. Because mm-hmm. uh, there's going to be a lot of translation stuff that they're, oh, they're going to have huge. to work on. Yeah, that's such a huge game, the Monster Hunter game. So uh, it's not surprised it's going to take till 2015. Professor Layton, uh, new trailer for that, which uh, looks interesting if you're into Professor Layton games, which I'm not too into, but whatever. Well, there is the Phoenix Wright versus Professor Layton. Uh, that's the only one I like because I like Phoenix Wright games, So uh, that which is the best one. Uh, February 28th, that will be out. We got uh, a release date for Kirby's uh, Triple Deluxe, which is May 2nd. That game is already out in Japan, and they showed a lot of cool stuff for the new Kirby game. This, yeah. this game looks awesome awesome and it looks difficult and it looks fun uh i'm very much looking forward to all the new kirby abilities i guess there is there is like ridiculous amounts of kirby uh kirby abilities in this game and and i think it's been a while since we had a really good kirby game so it'll be it'll be good for that i wasn't a big fan of epic yarn i like the way it looked but i found it way too easy yeah, I found it to be too easy, and I said, like, after I reviewed it, I was like, I'm hoping to see a return to form, but then when they came out with Return to Dreamland, which is what was supposed to be a return to form, I just got bored with that yeah. game easily. Me too, me too. It, it just seems like, I, I hope Triple Deluxe does what it's supposed to do. Then we got a word on a new Mario uh, World Golf game, a new Mario Golf game. I've never been a big fan of the Mario Golf, I'm more of a fan of Mario Tennis. 
uh, if I need to like have to pick a Mario sport I like the best. But but it's pretty good. I mean, it. The, I think the best thing that came out of this was the fact you're going to get a lot of customize, customization of your character by uh, there's going to be me. Excuse me. There's going to be me support, and you're going to get power ups. Similar again to get to like role playing aspects where you can give your give your character different abilities and stuff. It, it looks pretty interesting. It, it looks like the first time I can remember, and I can see that they're doing customization in a Mario sports game. So it so it, again, it's an interesting start of where they could maybe go a little further with that and allow you to have a little bit more control and having have uh, a little bit more control and and uh, feel inside a. Uh, a Mario sports game. And the last game that they showed for the 3DS was the Yoshi's New Island trailer. And, and that looked fun. Uh, I'm, I'm cautiously optimistic for the Yoshi game. I, 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 the, the way I feel is that the 3DS has had like a long string of really good successful games. I'm expecting one of either Kirby or Yoshi to be a dud. I'm expecting one of those two games to be a dud. I don't know why. It's just this thing I have inside of me that feels like that, that one of them is going to be a lot better. And, and and with Kirby already being released in Japan and getting glowing reviews, I have fear about the Yoshi Island game. But but I hope to be pleasantly surprised. I'm obviously going to get it and play it. Play the hell out of it. So so for the Wii U eShop, we got a couple of... Or the Wii U news, not just the Wii U eShop, just Wii U news in general. Let's go through it. We got a Mario Kart 8 trailer a new one to me the best trailer that's come out so far for mario kart this this was awesome we may be passing references to it earlier kind of felt like i was watching a pixar game it was it was really fun it was a really great trailer mm, and i'm stoked about being able to play as the koopa Lynx. exactly that is that's really awesome did you know i mean you probably knew this but i'm surprised i never knew this that the koopas in the american translation of the game were all uh different musicians and stuff where uh, they, uh, one's name is Lemmy for Lemmy, the other name is uh, Iggy for Iggy, Iggy Pop. Pop, and then there's uh, Ludwig von Koopa for Ludwig von Beethoven. They're all named after uh, different musicians. It's pretty pretty mm-hmm. cool. I, yep. I, ne- I never noticed that. And and I guess uh, whoever in Amer- a Nintendo USA did the uh, localization of that when they named them, uh, g- g- good on you. Uh, it's it's like hey, that's re- that's really awesome. I li- I like that. But Mario Kart 8 looks awesome. It looks what you can expect. It it looks like it takes a lot of, I mean, we've seen it before, but even more in this trailer uh, with the zero gravity stuff feels very Mario Galaxy-ish at times where you're going upside down and going up on walls and stuff. I can't wait for it. It's, a, it's one of these things that I didn't realize. I always thought it would be Smash Brothers or maybe one of the Zelda games, but Mario Kart 7 was, or is it 7 that was on the original Wii? Um I assume it's seven, but I, I want yeah because the Game Boy ver- the DS versions are called something else. Uh, but Mario Kart Seven on the Wii was the highest selling uh, game on that on the Wii system, except for Wii Sports because it got packaged with the game, but with the with the system. But Mario uh, Mario Kart was the highest selling uh, uh, Wii game. So I'm so I so they're obviously expecting big things from Mario Kart Eight. With that being said, so it's going to be released on May thirtieth. So get ready for that for the summer. So you're gonna have a the perfect time to have like to be added to the Nintendo booth at E3. It's gonna be it's you're gonna get a lot of fun with Mario Kart this year. I think I think I think that's gonna be a big seller hard. 
that's going to sell a lot of systems and that's going to sell a, a lot of people are waiting for Mario Kart 8 and Smash Brothers. Those are the two games that a lot of people are like, oh, I can't wait to get. I'll buy a Wii U when I get that game. And again, not the everyday average Joe, but the but the the, the install base that already have 3DSs, you know, the Nintendo install base. Also, we got a pretty exciting announcement about uh, Game Boy Advance games being able to play on the Wii U Virtual Console in April. The first yep. game, Metroid Fusion, Mario and Luigi Superstars, and uh, the Yoshi Island port for the uh, the for for the Game Boy Advance. Um, I'm excited about this. I'm curious about it. Are we going to get full screen? Is it going to be something like how uh, how Xbox? I think it's Xbox or Microsoft. Or, well, Microsoft, Xbox or Microsoft, Xbox or, or uh, PlayStation that does it where they have like the arcade cabinet when you're playing uh, emulating ga- em- emulated games. I-, I wonder how big they are going to be on the screen. Uh, and I-, I mean, I'm interested to see how this happens. I do think I would have rather some sort of announcement about the ability to play DS and 3DS games on your Wii U, like something similar to what they had in the Super Nintendo, where you can just plug the like a DS game right into your Wii well, U. Well, they've already said they're going to be doing a Nintendo. Uh, they're going to have Nintendo DS games as downloadable titles for the Wii U. Exactly, so. and I would love to see them extend that to maybe do something similar to what they've done in the past with. Uh, where you have some sort of attachment for the pad or maybe a Wiimote where you can actually have like a, a cartridge input so you could like input so you could play 3DS games on a Wii U. I think that would be pretty damn cool too. But that's just that's me that goes back to the beginning of the show and Miss Cleo time. So but then we get to the two big announcements at the end or the two big things. We finally got to see more of the Monolith Studios X title for Nintendo. And this trailer had me I needed to take a shower afterwards, King. That this had me going crazy. You had it looked like Xenoblade sort of combat for the most part, and then it looked like the person had like a chain gun, like a chainsaw <laughs> gun, and then just out of nowhere, a mech suit comes out, and suddenly we're in Gung, Gundam, Gundam, at Gundam, and like we're we're like in a huge freaking mech suit destroying everything. It, it was like the most amazing thing I'd seen in my life. Well, let me let me ask you this, man. Do you think that it's possible that X is going to be Xenosaga and Xenoblade? It seems to all be, in yeah. one world because those mechs looked like the Xenosaga ones. Dude, it really did. I mean, I th- I honestly, I saw you post something about that yesterday. I I think I think that that makes the most sense at this point that that's the direction they're going to go with it, and it just looks so beautiful. It looks so good in that. And that again is a is a is a game that that if p- people missed out on the best role playing in my mind the best RPG game of last generation because so many people did not play Xenoblade this game looks incredible incredible I can't wait I also forgot to mention because it isn't on this list for some reason there was a uh, a demo that they not a demo a trailer that they showed for a new ubisoft game coming for the nintendo wii u that looked really interesting as well it looked uh i I forget what it was called but it uh it it definitely looked it definitely looked interesting as well but but yeah this this new x game is is got me all kinds of excite excitement obviously we didn't get anything on a date or any possible information about that but but, 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 they ended things off with a new trailer from Platinum Games that showed off Bayonetta 2. And with the official announcement that Bayonetta 2 will be out this year. And again, a sea of 
Sony and Microsoft fanboys cry that you could hear their cries in the wind as that as that demo was shown and and what th- these young kids these whippersnappers don't understand is that being so tied to any system fanboyism makes you fail whether it's if I was like I'm not getting a I refuse to get an Xbox or a PlayStation 4 because I support Nintendo I don't want to play Infamous those games suck Blah, blah, you blah, never blah, blah, hear blah. that. You, you never, never hear did. Nintendo people saying that because because we're open to entire gaming experiences. And it's like, again, we talked about this at the beginning of the show. We get this friggin' oh, uh, Super Mario Brothers Wii, Wii U looks awesome. I wish they'd port Mario over to Xbox. Oh, oh, oh this Bayonetta. Is there any chance of this having a multi-platinum release? Oh, yeah, I want to play these games. I love these games. They look great. I wish I could get them on my Xbox or my PS3. You know what? The Wii U has no fucking games. And they say that out of the same breath of their mouth. Oh, the Nintendo games look like shit, but I really want to play them on my pe- PlayStation 3. <laughs> I mean, PlayStation 4. I mean, shut up. I mean, get both. We live in a... If, We live in a different age, and I was reading... It's like they have a three-headed dragon. Exactly. Would you only... Do you only eat at one restaurant? If you really like a restaurant, do you only eat there? No. Now, like, for example, in Salem, I I, you know, I used to eat all the time at a Gula Guru. Now I'm going between that, Cafe Cusco, and that new A&B. No, King. No, King. If you want to truly show respect for the Gula as the place that founded your Salem eating... You know, you would only eat there. Anything else is just is just what you're showing. You're eating at, at low-class places. That place has less quality food than that other place. No way it could be as good. No way that greasy slice of pizza could taste as good as a as a triple windy uh, kale chip sandwich that you get at the Gula. No way. No <laughs> way, man. And I, it's just this vicious fanboyism pisses me off on either side. If I ever... I do know a couple of people, a couple of people that are so blatantly loyal to Nintendo that they're like, I refuse to to even play any other types of games. And to them, I say the same sort of thing. Stop that. You're missing out. If you're like, I'm never going to play anything but a Nintendo game or a game that comes out on a Nintendo system, you're going to miss right. out on some fun games. You're going to miss out on some good titles. And also, if you're a person that enjoys sports games, you're going to miss out on the perfect sports game experience. I I feel like it sometimes it's a bad word to call people, but there is an element of, uh, I think there is an element of people that like to play, like to play video games just to play sports games. And I feel like that, I feel like it's a shame that there isn't more independent companies with licensing deals for, for the NFL and for the sports markets, because I feel like if someone, if Nintendo really wanted to pay attention and maybe they should make a, make a uh, blitz type of video game. But if they really wanted to make like intense sports games with the Wii U pad, again, I don't want to pay $600. I don't want to pay and then buy a Vita too, to be able to do what I can do with a Wii U for 300 bucks. You know, I don't want to, go out and, and get the whole smart glass set up and all that sort of stuff. I like that the Nintendo sort of plug and play and you can you can do that. And with that technology, there's so many things that they could do with with these with games like a Madden game where you could design your own play in the sand. You know, so your players run right on the fly and you're like similar to you doing the Nintendo Land Yoshi game and do that with a sporting game where you where you're actually drawing out your plays as a coach on the field. You know, do backyard football or something game like a street football game or I think companies like EA who are jumping out of the Wii U are doing it for 
reasons I understand that it takes more time and effort and creativity to design for it. And if they're not making money because there's not enough units out there, they don't want to spend the creative time to design on the system. I and it's a shame that they're doing that because I, I got to be honest with you, FIFA on the Wii U, when they came out with FIFA on the Wii U, that was the best game. Yeah, it was awesome. I've ever I, I, had I played with a it. FIFA title. I agree with you. And the shame of it is that it's ultimately out of laziness. And also, because of that, pushes this mindset that it's because the Wii U isn't powerful enough to play these games. You know, that's the mindset that gets pushed out. And that couldn't be any further from the truth. So, King, I kept you a little longer than I than I promised, so I'm going to we'll cut things off here. I want to I want to end things. No, no, no. It's always fun to chat with you. Yeah, you know I, I also need to start up my uh, if you can you can go after the stream within the next 15-20 minutes, I will be setting up my uh, my streaming software and be a beginning on the the underscore Couchmasters page on Twitch, I will be streaming Wind Waker, starting my Wind Waker HD adventure on the Wii U from beginning to end. I haven't played Wind Waker since the Game GameCube days, so I'm going to do a complete adventure streaming. So look forward to that. So at the end here, I want to let me, uh, why isn't you playing music? Oh, back to music here, folks. <laughs> this, uh, this preview song right here is a song from my uh, my new band, The Evolutions. And the song is called uh, Time Crisis. And it's all about, uh, the lyrics of the song are all about the um, uh, Majora's Mask and the uh, the events of Majora's Mask. I was going to say that because it does have that sort of... Video game feel, yeah. We, it's, uh, when we, we didn't write the song with the intention of being like a video game song, but when the song got written organically, I immediately said, I need to write some sort of video game lyrics to this song. And... And because of the and because of my mindset, the age, and then the first change of the song made me think of something about the Skull Kid. It immediately, organically became uh, became uh, met calling it a uh, time crisis because of running out of time and in uh, Majora's Mask. But anyways, so my my final issue here, I was gonna talk about a personal matter. I was gonna talk about a little uh, a little matter about my puppy dog who is doing better now. Is is being hey. nursed back to health. And uh, being about how, like, you know, we almost had to pay $5,000 for an operation. <laughs> and then in the $5,000, they offered us a credit card of, like, 29% interest rate to pay it if you didn't pay it. So it's, like, it's weird how, you know, they get you by the balls. I mean, they do great things, great things. And they need to do this because so many people chuck their bills for vets. So they got to find ways to try to work through it, you know. But, but it's an interesting thing. But I don't want to talk about that because I'm really happy about those people. So I don't want to say bad things. So we're going to go to one of our other stories. Now, I've recently been playing a game on Twitch, or I started streaming it on Twitch because it's popular. The only reason I played this game is because it's popular, because I wanted to get more viewers. So I started playing this game Hearthstone, which is a new game from Blizzard. And Blizzard, as you know, are the uh, the heroes behind the World of Warcraft. <laughs> now, World of Warcraft is a game I was addicted to for a while. I need to go to, through rehab and get out of that bad habit because you shouldn't get addicted to Warcraft. But what occurred to me in my mind is I started thinking that Warcraft is just kind of a copy of what EverQuest was doing and and games of Dark Age of Camelot, those MMO games, and what what, what or Star Wars uh, Galaxies that, that was originally out too as well. Now, War, what WoW did was take all that and even take their mythos and take it from like what Token did Tokane or whatever, however the pr properly pronounce his name, and 
and just kind of copied it as well and create their, their Warcraft mythos, which I think is good. I think their Warcraft mythos is good. In fact, where is my regular Warcraft games, Blizzard? Why are you concentrating on all this, like, money, like, cause people to pay stuff? Why can't I just get another actual Warcraft game? But, but that's, forget, let's, let's not talk about that. So, so Blizzard, again, what they do is they just copy things. I mean, Diablo is probably the most unique property that they've ever done. But even that, you could argue, has elements of, of uh, copying basic ideas that you get in games like Gauntlet or D&D games and kind of just taking it to the next logical thing. What I'm not saying is that Blizzard doesn't put out quality games. Everything that Blizzard puts out, they take time, they make it quality, and then they print money for it. But what they're doing now is taking Magic the Gathering and putting a brand new coat of paint on it and making it like McDonald's drive-thru and taking out all the heart and depth of Magic the Gathering and doing this game Hearthstone. It's another one of these cards, these Yu-Gi-Oh! magic fucking games that King has no interest in. I know he has no interest in those type of games. If if uh, My only interest in those type of games usually used to be Pokemon, but I definitely used to play Magic with my friends, so I got a love for them. And to me, what Blizzard's doing is just doing it again. They copy some something somebody else does and end up presenting it as their own to the new person. It's like if, if King came up with an idea about something, it was like, Oh, we should do the who's a what's it. And then I told all my friends that, Oh, the, the who's a what's it la, you know, I'm going to add a lot to the end because the law makes it better, but it's my own unique idea. King didn't do anything. Who's a what's it la. And, and to me, I guess it begs the question is blizzard really, really a great company or just the best copycats out there in the video game industry. Now, people, take care of yourself and each other. <laughs> Ladies and gentlemen, thank you for tuning into this week's issues program. I'd like to really thank King Baby Duck for coming out this week. Sorry for the again. technical difficulties. You can find all of his stuff, his podcasts, weekly podcasts, and links to his article on his EGM Now page. Um, Backslash Electric Sisterhood, but you can find in the podcast in the podcast, yes, on b3crew.com. But you can find all the links to his news stories on the EGM Now page on his B3 Crew. So you can find all things King Baby Duck on b3crew.com and see all his old, uh, old, uh, podcasts and news articles for pretty much almost any game that you want to hear what his opinion is look it up on the site you'll probably find something that him or some member of the electric sisterhood has said so also people go to my website issuesprogram.com check that out you can email me at i got issues man at gmail.com follow me at i got issues man on twitter follow him at king underscore uh baby underscore duck right is that right yeah, king underscore correct. baby duck you can also find me pretty soon, and please follow the Couchmasters on Twitch and check out the new Couchmasters website. Follow us on uh, on Facebook, Sit and Be Merry, and Couch underscore Masters at Twitter. Please stay tuned for a little bit of a promo for all the fun stuff coming to you every week at the Land of Ash. Thank you, everybody. Have a great week. Talk to you next time. And for the most part, this this Google Hangout thing, other than blocking King Baby Duck for uh, permanently, was uh, worked out pretty well. Well. We'll try it again. We'll try it again next time. Might well, be... I think it's just blocked me out from this. Y- yeah, specifically. I know. It was like I don't. Th- I think that was just a unfortunate mistake of uh, of of I hit the wrong button by accident. I must have, and and so we'll we'll settle those problems next time. But I think this worked pretty well for a quick live broadcast. It works just as well as UStream. So, so thank you, King. Talk to you guys next week. Sayonara, baby. Bye.
Get ready to get your nerd on. Kick the week off right with games, gadgets, and general geekery from the ladies of the Electric Sisterhood. On Tuesdays, get your pop culture news and reviews with a pure Bostonian perspective on the Boston Bastard Brigade. Geek Agro is coming at you on Wednesdays to fill what's left of your cerebral cortex with the hottest beats to get you on your feet. Then on Thursdays, you have me fill the issues guy presenting Sorry, I like to make fun of myself. down each week. Only in the land of Ash, Nerdcore at its finest.